Welcome to Granite State Divide, the podcast that brings politics and community together to educate and foster common ground. My name is Kathy Rago, and this is Granite State Divide. Let's get started. On today's podcast, we welcome current State Representative Greg Hill, whose districts include Northfield and Franklin Ward 3. Greg has served four terms on various committees, and he is a financial planner by trade. So welcome to Grand Estate Divide. Thank you for the opportunity, Kathy. All right, so tell us a little bit about you and your background. Um, my professional background is, as you said, a financial advisor. Um, but uh, in personal life, I've, I've been married 35 years to the same woman. Um, we have one son who, um, who some people in the area know because of his donut business. Um, but now works for Google um, in Boston. Um, My wife and I still live in the house that we've always lived in, that we built, um, and we um, are currently taking care of my 96, soon to be 97 year old mother. That's about all. (laughs) Well, that is, taking that on in and of itself is quite, actually very commendable for you guys to do. Well, it does give you a different um, priority list and it it does expand your knowledge base when you're dealing with legislation that has anything to do with the elderly or or caregivers. Yeah, I I would imagine that's very true, so. Um, All right, so you have been a representative for four terms and you know better than anybody how much time it takes to do the job well. So my question to you is, why do you want to do it again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think I know it better than anybody, but but I will tell you that uh, I think all of us in life like to do things that they're good at. And whether you agree with me or not, I think uh, the majority of people in, in our district understand that I take this job seriously and that I um, am fairly good at it. I, um, I don't know why. It seems, it seems that it is um, a simple process. You file legislation, you fight for it, and hopefully you pass it. Um, but I think I'm, I'm fairly good at it. So I do like to listen to people. I do like to get their point of view. And I do like to uh, pass meaningful legislation. Great. So what have you learned from being a representative these past four terms? That's that's a huge question. Um, We have time. I have learned that in in the early years when you and I both served, um, there was much more common ground. And, And it seems every term is a little different. We have different people coming to the uh, state house, obviously. But the numbers still seem to stay true. Um, Both Democrats and Republicans agree on about 80% of the legislation. Um, Those are the bills that are passed with one vote um, at one time sitting in reps hall. We all agree either up or down on on about 80% of the bills. But those 20% 
the divide has has may have been made deeper in that area. Um, there used to be many more people that were in the middle and agreed on some and disagreed on others. Now it seems that we've moved all our chairs either on one side or the other and um, and we're shouting at each other from a distance. Kind of like the kind of it's kind of like the country. Um, the country it mirrors, that way. I think it mirrors the country. Sure, um, we. That doesn't mean that we don't have friends that are on the other side, or we don't right. have colleagues that are on the other side. But when voting comes, it's all or nothing, and there's very few bipartisan bills in that remaining twenty percent that I'm talking about. Um, Second Amendment may be one of the the um, slight places where there's um, agreement. There's always some Democrats that come over and vote with the Republicans in that area. Um, but but it, you're hard-pressed to name others that, uh, that there isn't a sharp divide. Interesting. So in light of that sharp divide, um, could you differentiate between you and your opponent, Fulweiler? Oh, sure. Fulweiler? <laughs> <laughs> um, Joyce is a is a very nice person. I've known Joyce for years, um, and um, and we've worked on a number of town efforts together. Um, but I would say, when it comes to that twenty percent that we're talking about, um, Joyce votes on one side, I vote on the other. Um, it's it's just the way it is. Um, the difference, I think, is that I'm there voting every time. Um, and so that part is important to me for, for my friends and neighbors that I represent. Um, when you elect me, I show up. Um, I'm there. I think, aside from one or two times, I think I have perfect attendance. Um, and you know as well as I, when, when you miss one or one afternoon or one morning, it's possible that you could miss quite a few votes. But um, but for the most part, I'm in the building. It may be that I'm um, testifying in the Senate or um, researching bills somewhere and, and don't hear the roll call vote. But by and large, um, when I'm supposed to be there, I am there. And and that's, that's a little bit of a difference between um, how the Republican representatives in this area and how the Democrat uh, in this area operate. So when you're talking about, like, when you're talking about the 20% in bills in general, are there any bills that come to mind that were a stark contrast between you and Fulwiler? Well, certainly all the Second Amendment bills. Um, and. What do you really, mean? What do you mean by that? That you you supported the Second Amendment bills, and she was against the Second Amendment bills? Yes, and in general, the Republicans support sec, uh, Second Amendment bills, and Democrats don't support Second Amendment bills. Mm -hmm. um, another place that you can look for those examples is the sixty bills uh, in the first year that the governor vetoed, and the twenty that the governor vetoed in the second year. Um, those are you know, virtually 100% um, on the side of the Republicans, so I would have voted that way, and uh, 
and our opponent Joyce would have voted a hundred percent with the Democrats on that side. So there's there's eighty bills right there that are are major pieces of legislation um, would definitely shift how um, how our how our state would look. Um, one of the best examples probably is in school choice. Um, uh, you know as well as I from the times that we both sat in the state house that um, that I'm a strong advocate for allowing parents the opportunity to find the best opportunity for their children um, educationally and regardless of their family income letting them uh, make that decision that that is not the position of the Democrats or of um, our opponent so um, for those parents in our district that that look for things look for places for their children to thrive um, I don't see how you can do anything but vote for uh, for myself or for Howard Pearl or Kenna Cross all right great all right so can you summarize your message to voters and why they should vote for you because <laughs> um, I'm a wicked nice guy no. um, <laughs> I would say um, it's important, as we talked about earlier, that um, I show up, and um, and so does um, the other rep current representative in this area, Howard Pearl. Um, I think I think the numbers are fairly accurate here for for roll calls, which is the only yardstick that we have to to measure this with. Um, you know, I, Howard has missed probably a total of nine roll calls in, in the two years um, for whatever reason. And I think, uh, and I think I've, uh, I've missed under 20, um, but our opponent is probably closer to 100 that, um, that she's missed. So that, that's a key thing. Um, we are both accessible. Um, highly accessible and um, you're referring to you and, and representative Pearl and representative Pearl yeah we um, you know it's funny when you pick up the phone at night from a constituent um, or you um, get a, a private message on Facebook um, it's interesting to see how many times you hear well I've been trying to get hold of Joyce and I haven't been able to get a response and and so I thought I'd give you a try, and it happens um, at least two or three times a week that you get that kind of response. And Howard will say the same thing, Howard, Representative Pearl. But um, I, I came to the realization my, very early in the career that um, the papers do an awful job reporting on Concord, what's going on at the State House. And um, so I started something called Hello Northfield, primarily to be able to start a dialogue between myself and and the constituents, the friends and neighbors here, to tell them what's going on in Concord and why they uh, should be interested in what's going on. That, that's and on Facebook, right? That is on Facebook. Um, and I think we're now up to six or 700 people on that, all by word of mouth. 
and though and I maintain that those are um, people that didn't get the information beforehand and now do get the information so I think it's a valuable service for the community I've heard that a number of times um, and I'll continue to do it but it is um, it's the only way to pass the information on um, on a timely and accurate basis, I think. Right. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Otherwise, it's very, you know, it, you would think it would be easy to gather information um, on certain bills and certain, you know, different issues. But a lot of times it's people may not have the, I don't know, the computer skills, whatever the case may be. And it, it's kind of difficult to try to navigate it on the, the state of New Hampshire website. Uh, and then you have to understand what the different codes mean. <laughs> it is a different language, and you're yeah. right. Um, more often than not, before we were proficient in this language, you and I, I could see looking at a sp specific piece of legislation online, and I and there were yays and nay votes on there, right. but you wouldn't know whether that person voted for the bill or against the bill, depending on how it was worded. Exactly. It, um, <laughs> so, so, so it's very difficult. So I think this, uh, I, my point I, I was trying to make is the Hello North bill is very beneficial to your constituents. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome, but I, it's, it's for my own purposes as well, right. because it is the way um, that people can contact me um, through that private message service on Hello right. Northfield. So it benefits me as much as it benefits uh, the community, I think. Okay. okay, great. So what would you consider to be one of your rules for life? <laughs> um, I think absolute honesty. Um, I'm, I'm an extremely loyal person until the point that I find that I'm not getting truthful answers. And then um, my loyalty goes out the door and, uh, <laughs> and some people will accuse me of being very black and white. And I think that's true when it comes to honesty. Um, to me, there is one honest answer and, uh, and that's what I'm looking for. So, um, uh, rules of life, I, I don't know. I, uh, I think it's just how you live your life. Um, and that's, that's probably the closest I can yep. come to answering your question. Sounds good. Appreciate that. Um, all right. So how can folks reach you? Well, as we've talked, um, that whole uh, Hello Northfield seems to be the, the best way. Um, that is um, joining on Facebook and then private messaging me that way. Um, my email address is pretty simple as well. It's just Greg Hill, my name, NH, like New Hampshire, at gmail.com. Um, I probably get pretty close to, oh, I don't know, three or 400 emails. Um, so if, if someone can put in the subject line, you know, um, Northfield resident or, or Franklin resident, that would be helpful. Um, but it is a, um, it's a key way for people to get in touch with me these days. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for coming on to the Granite State Divide. Anytime. Thank you for tuning in to Granite State Divide. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please share on your Facebook or Instagram pages so we can get this information out to as many people as possible. So until next time.